welcome to the Treatment Marketing Podcast, where we share what's really working to generate admissions consistently and ethically so you can help more people escape addiction. If you're ready to grow your senses, let's get started. It's the Treatment Marketing Podcast. I'm Nate. This is episode two. In putting together this podcast, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone who might find it on iTunes. And the person I picture discovering this podcast is someone who needs to get leads and good leads for their center, but who's open-minded about marketing channels and someone for whom the existing stuff hasn't been working super well and or there are some solid standbys, like some of the marketing channels I'll talk about in a sec that have been working well, but you still need to increase your census. So you need to diversify. So you need to start to discover some of these other marketing channels, but we need to be real about the fact that the industry now is not what the industry was one year ago. The industry now is not even what it was three months ago. So it's an industry in upheaval and I'll be frank about this. Marketing has become a four-letter word for treatment. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Number one is that rehab has gotten a ton of negative press. We all know that from the Verge article last year to the New York Times article, the series of New York Times articles that essentially got the industry banned on the AdWords platform, even though it's back to a degree, it's never probably going to be what it once was and in the interim, that caused a lot of centers to go out of business. And number two is the fact that, let's be frank about this, a lot of fledgling marketers who don't have the highest scruples see the treatment industry as kind of a big, fat, fresh fish <laughs> floating in a barrel. So anyone who owns a center or who is affiliated with a center to any degree has received tons of marketing pitches. So marketing is a four-letter word, and we need to lean into that because we need to make marketing good again. But here's the overview of what I want to cover in this episode. Number one is what's actually working in treatment marketing. Because you tuned into this, you want actionable stuff. You want to know what's working. And number two, what's changing and what's going away? So before we do that even, I just kind of want to take you through an overview of the past year in treatment marketing from our vantage point. Quick sidebar about who we are. I run an agency called Admit Scouts. We've been doing direct response marketing for things like consultants and SaaS products and e-commerce for years. We got into the treatment space a couple years ago. We noticed that a lot of the marketing practices that we saw in other industries weren't being applied. We thought, hey, this will be easy. We'll just bring our marketing best practices to the market. So beginning last summer, quick history of the market beginning last summer, the primary internet platform for treatment centers was Google AdWords. And it was already the late stage AdWords economy. So you had two things going on, which were disadvantageous to say a small, medium sized center who wanted to get more business. And the first was simply the fact that Google AdWords is an auction. You're bidding for keywords like rehab in my area, best alcohol rehab, Boca Raton, 
best opiate rehab Southern California. What does rehab cost Southern California? These keywords. And the problem with keywords is that they're transparent. So you can go on to SpyFu and you can see what passages Malibu is using for their keywords and you can copy those. And the fact that everyone was doing that caused the price of these keywords and these keyword clicks to skyrocket. So you had people paying, what, $90 a click. When we were doing AdWords, we were seeing $185 a call. That was good for the space. So you have this auction format where the cost of doing business there is extremely expensive. Again, this is last July. This is before any of the the current stuff came down the pike. So factor number two, which, again, we've all heard about, were the abuses. So these came in two primary flavors. Number one were the sort of legitimate lead aggregators like rehabs.com who ran ads, let's just say, as themselves. They weren't purporting to be local rehab centers, but they were nonetheless bidding up the price of clicks and it could still be confusing to a an addict or a family member desperate for treatment. You see an ad, aid in recovery, you see an ad, rehabs.com. You're like, is this a center? I'm not sure. You click through, you don't know exactly what you're getting. All the way down to the other end of the spectrum, which were the truly unscrupulous operators. We actually published an article about this just last week about a new group of centers that's still doing this. But this was rampant last summer. And this was fake local rehabs. So what this would mean is you would search for best opiate treatment, Casper, Wyoming, and you would expect to see Google results of centers nearby you because maybe you wanted to be near family. Maybe you trusted things more if they were nearby you. Maybe you wanted centers that had referral relationships with local primary care providers. So you would click on these ads And before you knew it, you were actually going to these fake lead aggregator sites. And the infamous story is a bunch of these folks were sending people down to Florida, the Florida shuffle. There were folks that died. So what all of this brought down was the ire of the media first and then Google AdWords. And only reluctantly did Google AdWords ban rehab keywords. But there was a Verge article that blew the whole thing up. The New York Times jumped on shortly after that. And by the third week of September in 2017, Google could not hold back the floodgates. So Google then banned 88% of the treatment keywords on the platform. Essentially, AdWords as a traffic channel tanked overnight. So what this left were On the one hand, plenty of centers, good, reputable centers who had done things the long way, the hard way. They were employing some of these marketing methods I'll talk about in just a minute. They were able to survive it. But a lot of the other ones, the ones who were were relying on paid traffic completely, started getting desperate, going out of business like crazy. So enter our Facebook service. So... When we started offering Facebook ads to the market in early October 2017, no one else was doing it in the way we were trying to do it. We wanted to offer an AdWords replacement. So this 
is not a commercial for us. I can talk lots more about what we do in future podcasts. If you want to learn more, just go to admitscout.com. But my point is what we saw in the market. So when we first started out offering Facebook, there were a ton of centers that wanted to get on the phone with us. And people were interested. It was just that no one had seen it work before. So we had a couple clients. We saw that it started working with them. It was all good. By the following March, there were essentially no rehab centers left on Google AdWords. And what we found were the number of people in the market was smaller because a lot of folks had gone out of business. And those who were still left were far more cynical. Why? Two reasons. Number one, they were probably the ones who had the good marketing practices in place already. And number two, in the preceding six to nine months, they had been inundated with marketing pitches. So by March of this year, the conversation started to change. And what we noticed was that there were far fewer people in the treatment industry who were still interested in speaking about marketing. And those that were, were far more cautious. And we talked to a few folks, we realized it was due to two factors. Number one, a lot of the quote unquote desperate folks who were relying 100% on AdWords had already gone out of business by then. So the people who were still hanging on were those who were using the more robust, impervious marketing tactics, and hence had less need to take a risk on an unfamiliar agency. The other factor is that when AdWords went away, the market destabilized. And from my reckoning, it seems like literally hundreds of marketers rushed in. And so by the time we were speaking to anybody in March of 2018, they'd all heard a ton of marketing pitches. So you might think that's the end of the story. But as we all know, it's only maybe the end of the beginning. So what else happened? Next was the spate of negative press, which culminated in the John Oliver segment. And we know that because we were running Facebook campaigns for clients and we noticed that it got more difficult to get results. And one of the reasons we're so proud about what we do is that we made some tweaks and then during that sort of darkest hour, we were still able to get results. But I would have conversations with other marketing agency owners and they would say, it's the apocalypse. Everything we were doing stopped working. We're not sure what we're going to do. I had a referral partner who said, is anything working in marketing at all? It looks like there are just zero calls coming in. So the reason for this was obviously bad press combined with just everybody's worry about stuff. So a lot of the shallow water sort of marketing techniques that had been working to at least produce call volume. And if you want to know my opinions on call volume, check out the previous podcast. But these methods that had been at least working to produce call volume had stopped working. So as if that weren't bad enough, what just happened in the last couple weeks? Facebook announced that they're going to be requiring legit script certification, the same as Google AdWords. So now any center who wants to advertise on either platform needs to apply through LegitScript. It's one license, it's one fee that lets you advertise on both platforms, but it's another barrier to entry. So we had a call with our Facebook rep just to confirm some things about that change. And we learned about some of the stuff that I'm going to tell you about in the final segment of this podcast, which is what are the 
big sweeping changes that are still coming down the pike because the stuff I've mentioned is barely scratching the surface in terms of what's happening with this industry. Before we do that, though, I want to talk about what is working. So I reached out before this podcast to a number of centers and referral partners with whom we have relationships and also to some of my favorite and most respected people in the marketing circle, among them... Nick Jaworski from Circle Social and ask them, what are you seeing that's working? Because from our vantage point, we know what we see working. So number one is referral relationships. Centers who work hard to build relationships in a non-spammy way with primary care providers, work hard to build up their clinical competencies and their results and to be well known for that so that they have referrals coming in. And we still say that's the best way you should get at least 50% of your admits from that. And the other thing we know is working is our Facebook campaigns. So in this industry where nobody thinks Facebook works, we know we're able to generate qualified leads via Facebook. But I want to go over some of the other things that are working and aren't working. So one of the biggest questions I had is, we wrote an article a couple of weeks ago about all of the crappy Facebook campaigns we see. And we know that these campaigns only generate Medicare and Medicaid leads because we've seen it. We ran campaigns like that. We know exactly what they generate. But the mysterious thing to me is that rehab centers keep paying for these campaigns. So I reached out to a couple of folks and the consensus was that a lot of them believe it simply doesn't work which we've got a tall mountain to climb educating folks that it does. And it's a little bit tough to be the only agency in the wind here seeing results with it. But a lot of centers are just about volume. And this is to go back to the previous week's podcast, but I sense that there's a dynamic in the industry where no one ever got fired for producing call volume. So if you're the marketing manager and you're lucky enough to have some spare budget if you can throw it at something that's going to produce Medicare, Medicaid calls at $6 a call, it's just like lottery tickets. No one's going to say no to that. They just keep taking those unqualified calls, assuming that at some point one of them will probably be qualified after all those, this volume. So that's one thing that's going on but is not working. So according to my contacts in the industry, what else is working? Really good SEO. So we don't personally do SEO, but we recommend that folks invest in it. I already mentioned strong biz dev, and that just means building relationships with referral partners. But another thing is community involvement. So are you showing up to community events? Do you know the folks in the community who are the, the strong voices when it comes to addiction and addiction treatment? Are you doing the legwork to be known as an authority figure in your community? That absolutely works. And we have some colleagues who specialize in helping folks with that. And finally, some of these lead aggregator sites like rehabs.com, where they will run their own ads, whether it's TV, radio, Facebook, Google AdWords, collect their own leads from their websites and then sell them in what we call blocks of calls. And most of them are garbage, but some of them do work. So we heard that's working. And this is a perfect place to segue into what's going away and what's changing. Because when we had a call with our Facebook rep, we learned a couple of other details that haven't really been published in the press. So here's the big one. 
on the Facebook platform, at least, non-branded ads is apparently going away. So what does that mean? That means rehabs.com, the aid in recoveries of the world, are no longer going to be able to advertise. The only permissible form of advertising on Facebook is going to be branded, which means a center runs an ad on a center's behalf. So, hi, we're Cliffside Malibu. This is our ad. Click through to our landing page. Not, hey, we're aid in recovery. Hey, we're rehabs.com. Let us put you with an appropriate rehab. That's going to cease to exist. So, the other big change we see coming down with some of this news about the congressional hearings is that it's highly possible that non-branded is going away for the entire industry. So it may soon be unlawful to run ads unless you are one-to-one a treatment center or a marketing agency on behalf of a treatment center running an ad for your treatment center. So let's just look quickly at what this does to our list of things that work. SEO still works. Building strong relationships with the community still works. Ethical referral partnerships and referral managers still works. Those aid and recoveries, those rehabs.com is not going to work. So the issue that this leaves, and again, this is sort of our raison d'etre for existing as an agency, is that what's left over? You've got those good referral relationships. You've got those good community relationships. You've got that SEO, but say you're still at 50% capacity. What's going to work is branded advertising. So radio and TV that's branded, Google AdWords that's branded, and Facebook that's branded. And we at AdmitScout happen to specialize in Facebook. There are a number of reasons for that. We think it's the cheapest qualified leads for a reasonably low upfront cost. But we wrote a much more detailed article about it and compared it to AdWords and radio and TV and also talk about why you have to approach Facebook campaigns a little differently. And we'll link to that at the episode page for this episode. So if you go to admitscout.com slash podcast slash episode two, we'll have all of the notes and all of the relevant links for that. So that's the episode. We'll be back very soon with another episode about what's working these days in addiction treatment marketing. In the meantime, if you've checked out an episode or two of this podcast and you found it helpful, we'd love for you to give it a five-star review in iTunes, and we'd also love for you to share it with someone who you think might find it interesting. See you soon, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Treatment Marketing Podcast. To get show notes for everything we mention in this episode, plus free marketing resources, go to admitscout.com slash podcast. Good.